0: Welcome to the Business Made Me Do It podcast where we talk about business, marketing, and overall growth. Today we have a special guest, Maria Abbey. She has created this online community of Christian women, mostly Catholic, that have built this kind of following around running and mental health awareness. So it is a very specific niche, as, as you may know. Um, she currently has a full-time day job in marketing and PR. And then this is her kind of side hustle. She's been doing it for about five or six years. And then she has built a, a great following um, doing this. So hopefully you enjoyed this. Um, hopefully you enjoy this episode and if you haven't already like subscribe and share it with a friend welcome to the business made me do it podcast where we cover marketing business and overall growth here's your host Caleb Shore all right, everyone. Welcome to the Business Made Me Do It show. Today we have on the podcast, Maria Abbey, creator of Running Myself Together, a ministry slash community dedicated to bringing Christ's light to women through running and mental health awareness. Maria, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, so give us a quick rundown. Where can people find out you know, more about what you do um, online?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on www.runningmyselftogether.com Then instagram, which is running myself together and facebook, which is running myself together So i've tried to keep it all consistent Um, And then I guess if you just google running myself together all of those will pop up too
0: Nice nice. Okay, cool. So we heard a little bit more about you in the intro um, what is your What is your main focus? Like what are you trying to put out in the world? Um, and where are you, you know wanting this whole running myself together thing to go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for a long time, I struggled with an eating disorder, anxiety, and depression, and um, I was really trapped in that cycle. For some reason, and some reason were some friends I had in college, I started running, and then I realized that running was such a huge piece of my recovery stuff, um, but I didn't know about it until I stumbled into it, and I thought, how helpful would it be if I could have just found a community community? of like-minded women who were doing this already, and I could have plugged myself right in there and found that support as I'm working through this. And because I hadn't found that, and I had only stumbled into running by chance, I was like, well, I guess it's up to me to create this. So I just started writing a blog, honestly, just started writing a blog on on my life and my story and what I'd been through. And um, it has grown into run coaching, personal training, and then I always share a lot of content on mental health resources while also sharing my story at the same time. And it's flourished into this beautiful community where women come together um, on the social media platforms and share their stories. We talk about mental health. We talk about running. And then, of course, I have my own personal class Coach in running, and we integrate the mind, body, and soul throughout it all too. So, just continuing to grow and um, continuing to build that community online for other women to join.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, you're. So, I followed you for a while. Uh, Maria and myself went to Belmont Abbey College together, um, and then we've we've kind of kept in touch since then. You're up to amazing things. So, I'm I'm super excited for your journey. Um, From the outside looking in, Maria, it looks like you have kind of everything kind of figured out. Like, how, how do you feel on the inside? <laughs> like, am I way off in saying that?
1: Um, it's so funny, and you probably can attest to this too, but being an entrepreneur, and for me personally, I was thrown into it. Like, when I wrote that first blog post, I had no idea four, five years, six years later now that it would be this. But um, I feel like. So- Some days I I know what I'm doing. And then most days I'm like, what am I doing? There's so much going on. There's so much opportunity and it's awesome. And it's a rush and it's a lot of fun. Um, But I think, you know, also the entrepreneur mindset, always, you always have big dreams that you want to accomplish and you always have things that you want to you know, work towards. So to the outside, it might look, I know, look like I know exactly what I'm doing, but to me, I'm like, oh gosh, oh no, no. You just wait until five years from now. (laughs) This is just the beginning, my friends. So, um, yeah, it's a roller coaster. (laughs) It's a roller coaster.
0: Yeah, it really is. And I'm, I'm a couple years behind you doing this full time, but, uh, yeah. So you're, you're five, six years in where, Kind of take me back uh, you know the first couple couple months, first couple of years, like how did it all kind of start? so you mentioned you you just got went you got got out there, wrote a blog article, and mm-hmm. then <clears throat> like how did you stick to that? How did you continue to push forward because um, I, I I struggle and I'll, I'm sure a lot of the listeners with imposter syndrome it's like
1: mm-hmm. am I
0: really what i'm is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? so how did you kind of yeah. push through that?
1: yeah, that's a great question so. I think when I first started, all I, all I wanted to be was a writer and then someone who went out and spoke about what I've gone through and written about. But the more I wrote about it and the more I was talking about it and people were asking me questions, I was like, oh, you know, since I have lived through all these things and experienced all this stuff and come up with my own practical ways on how to deal with anxiety or depression or what have you, um, I need to give some." This audience, besides just my words, I need to give them the, these tips and advice. So at that point, I was like, okay, you know what? I am going to become a certified running coach. And so I went off and did that. And then I started building up more clients. But I don't think it was until almost the end of 2017 that I took some time to really niche down and determine who my target audience was that I was really off towards the races because before I, I was talking to women or men. Maybe they like to run, maybe they don't, maybe they're Christian, maybe they're not. And it was more of me story. But once I niched down and said, nope, I talked to women who are Christian who happen to be primarily Catholic, that then I was off to the races. I knew exactly who I was speaking to. And that's honestly what really helped it grow a lot figuring out who my target audience was, even though it took me so long to understand that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So how, how long did it take you to, to kind of make that realization? A couple years?
1: I had someone, um, I have a mentor and she came up to me. Um, this was before she was mentoring me. And she asked me, okay, what are you doing here? What is this? And we were talking about it. And she started talking to me about public speaking and speaking to catholic primarily catholic audiences and at first i was like no i don't mentally i I didn't say this to her but in my own head i was like "Mm, i just that's just too small of a like i want to speak to more women but for some reason i just kept getting pulled in that direction and the more i did the bigger my reach got the more people started following me the more you know subscribers i got to my email list or people buying my products and i was like oh okay and and now i coach all christian women so the funny thing is niching down helped me the audience even past that little niche so it's been interesting to watch but i feel like i was kind of pushed into it without even realizing that i was being pushed into it that makes sense
0: yeah and it, it seems like yeah I, I totally agree and you hear it a lot with with niching down and really going a mile deep versus a mile wide and exactly. in in doing that and i I still struggle with that in, in the business that we're doing. It's like, how do we niche down and you know do this just this narrow audience? Um, like, what are some like actionable tips that people just starting out or very early on in their journey? Like, what are things that could help them do that? Because hearing it, you know, a lot of people say it, but like, how do you actually put that into action?
1: Yeah. So the practice that I went through was, I wrote down all of the qualities of this woman, does she, does she have kids? What does she do? Does she work a nine to five? Um, Where does she live? Very nitty gritty things. Like even what does she read? Who does she follow? And I thought at first, you know, getting this granular, this might like box me out of a wider audience, but it didn't. It actually helped me refine my message and, and get far more pinpointed so that when whomever's in my target audience reads what I write or sees my product, they know, oh, this is specifically for me. So uh, that was one thing that I did. And um, I think, honestly, I, so what I share is very personal, or it's a lot of my personal journey. But I took a look at myself too. And I said, okay, you know, if I were myself X number of years ago when I was going through all of this stuff, what did I need to hear? What did I need to see? Who did I need to help me through this? And I've kind of, you know, built, also built that target audience around what I would have liked to see if this is around back when I needed it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, Really powerful. And I'm, I'm doing something similar. It's like, I want to create like a community and a, and a pocket of people to bounce ideas off and that yeah. are on like-minded paths as me. Um, and at some point, I want to kind of bring that community and grow it a little bigger and then open it up to everyone. So, and I'm, I'm kind of doing it with this podcast. It's sharing my knowledge and getting people I know who are on the same path as me to help other people that were where I was at in college, yeah. right after college and even a couple of years ago. So that's, that's really cool. And obviously you're, you're right in line with, you know, what my kind of message is. And, um, so it's, it's really cool that we got to, got to connect here. Um, yeah. so for those that don't know, Maria is, she has a full-time job outside of what we're talking about with the running myself together. So, I mean, to me, that's crazy. Like, all I see is the whole running myself together. You got the community, you got speaking engagements, you got coaching, you got products to sell. Like that's all on the side. Like, how do you manage all of that while having <laughs> a full time job?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Some days I, w- some days or some nights before about to I'm like, I didn't do enough today. And then I think through all the things I've done, <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, you did. But I've actually. And I've had to especially get very diligent with how I spend my time. And um, the other thing to know is I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't even have a dog to take care of. I'm literally taking care of myself. I mean, I have a boyfriend, but he just supports me. So it's even more help. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I am in a unique position where I'm in my late 20s. Still haven't hit all those other milestones. So I don't, I have a lot more free time than most people do. Um, I'm very di- diligent with my schedule. I wake up early. I, you know, because I'm very much about the mind, body, soul. I make sure that I work out in the morning, read or pray or whatever it is. And then I dive into breaking down what it is that I need to get done. So I try to time block throughout my day. Um, I do all my running myself together stuff in the mornings and then in the evenings. And then periodically I'll take breaks throughout my day to send off an email to do this or that here and there. So I just try to be as diligent with my time as I can. Now, being home because of COVID and not having many other obligations has kind of helped a little bit too. So honestly, it's just getting more diligent with your time and understanding that if it's something that you really want, you'll make the time for it. If you, if you're not making the time for it, it's time to go a little bit deeper. And I've actually noticed that with some projects that I'm working on, I'm doing like all of the filler stuff, like the emails and the, the little social posts, as opposed to focusing on the big chunk, the big piece of work. And so then I have to step back and say, okay, well, why am I not focusing on this when I should, when I have the time to do it? And I'm so it's, um, yeah, it's taking a deep look at how you're living your life and how you're spending your time. And then those things that, you know, really, build you up and give you energy. The thing is, if I did it, if I was working a full-time job and doing this on the side, but I didn't enjoy it, I would stop doing it. You know, it's, it's passionate. It makes me passionate. It makes me excited and happy. And so that's why I keep doing it too. Yeah.
0: And that's, that's really what it's all about. It's finding that thing that gives you more energy, the more you do it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the thing. And over time it's it's fine if that changes or, you know, mm-hmm. tweaks a little bit, but it's like the, the more, especially from me personally, it's the longer I am down this road, the more I kind of understand that, okay, what I was doing six months ago might be a little bit different, but it's still in the same realm, same umbrella of, of what that, what really gives me energy and, you know, keeps me focused. And um, so it's yeah. like, it's completely fine for me to kind of pivot and twist and, you know, you know, be agile and, you know, kind of change things. But I still feel like sticking to that one road, you know, even taking a little detour and then getting back on it. Like that one road is the one thing you need to focus on. And I I do the same thing. It's like, doing the the filler task and I'll, I'll i'll literally do the exact same thing you said it's like wait what am i putting off like what am i really right. need to be focusing on that this is just the subconscious saying like okay yes you're productive you're productive but yes, no it's exactly. like no you you're not yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll do the same thing
0: yeah one thing that helps me is i'll uh I have a to-do list, uh, Asana I use for everything and I'll just check everything off. Um, When I get in those ruts where I'm like, what did I do today? Like, was I productive? I'll have, I'll literally have a sticky note literally right here of things that I've done. It's like, boom. Okay. At the end of the day, you're like, oh my God, that was eight quality things that I've done. Yeah. And and that's 24 hours worth of work. I'm like, okay, that's more like it. So that, that helps me just literally writing things down.
1: Yes, Um, exactly.
0: Versus like keeping it in digital format. So that's, that's really,
1: I do the same thing. I have a million to do lists over here on my desk, this one too. (laughs) And, and that's the thing, because I think as being an entrepreneur, you're always thinking of the future, unfortunately, because you're always thinking of what's the next step. I mean, the onus rests on you, you're the leader of this, whatever it is that you're building. So you're always kind of thinking about the future as opposed to taking time to reflect on what you've done. So I think that that's such a beautiful practice of taking the time to think through at the end of the day, okay, wow, I've done a lot, (laughs) this is great. And I am making forward progression because typically there's no one else around that's gonna tell you that. Like in the corporate world, in a nine to five, you have a leader who's gonna say, hopefully cheer you on and, and, you know, give you accolades and build you up. But when you're running your own company, that rests on you. So you got to build it in for yourself too. I love that. I'm actually going to start doing that now.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's helped me. And for, for me, like my girlfriend's my biggest fan, uh-huh. same thing. It's like, she'll, she'll push me and she'll strive to like, uh-huh. Hey, what'd you do today? And I'm like, boom, 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 boom. She like, Oh, okay. That's awesome. And I'm like, oh, okay, you think that's awesome? Like, I didn't think it was that awesome, you know? But it's like having like a sounding board and, you know, a a significant other to kind of bounce ideas off and tell, you know, what I'm working on, what she's working on. And then that, yeah, that that helps me a ton. Um, So question for you. So you have the full-time job, um, you're in PR and marketing and then the side hustle, like where do you see this whole running myself together? Are you wanting to make that like a full-time gig? Uh, or is it kind of the way, the way you cope, um, and just kind of chugging along?
1: Uh, um, I'd love to, I would absolutely love for it to be a full-time gig simply because I could pour more of my heart into it right now. You know, I have to kind of be half and half. Well, <sighs> <laughs> I'm fully invested in my day job. I promise.
0: <laughs> Hopefully the boss isn't listening.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. But also if running myself together was my full time, then I can just throw all of my thoughts, all of my energy that I had for that into it right now. I can't really do that. Right. Cause my day has to be broken up and I can't have a long period of time where I work on this stuff unless it's the weekend or I have the day off. Um, so I would absolutely love for it to be full time. Honestly, you know, my dream is still to be a writer and a speaker. It's always been that. Um, but I would absolutely love, and this is my long-term goal, to to have a place of respite for men and women, whomever, to come and come to running clinics. We address mental health issues. There's stuff for information. Basically, taking everything that I talk about online and bringing it into real life, because it is great. The community that we've built online, but there, it would be so different, like, and I'm a hugger. So it would be so different if so-and-so who DMs me all the time, I could just give them a hug and be like, thank you for being here. This is awesome. Thank you for being a part of this community because I, I DM it back to all these people, but it's the same as if they were in person. And I just, especially with mental health, you need that personal connection you need it badly and you can get it to some extent online on the internet but it would just be so much better in person so that's my long-term goal and then hopefully you know god willing i have a large enough team that they can just run with all that stuff and well i go off and speak and write and do all the things that i love as well so that's the long-term goal but you know with doing um whatchamacallit um Dude, you're gonna have to edit this. Sorry. Um, oh my gosh, what's it called, Caleb? Where you break down your goal? Where you break down your goals from? Where you start from the end goal and break it down?
0: Like a mastermind? Mm,
1: reverse engineer. I, oh. I. Um, great. now, I lost my train of thought. You're gonna have to majorly edit this. Sorry. You can send <laughs> it to me. I'll edit it so that you don't have to spend time. But um, but I. So, you know, I have reverse engineered that, right? Like I've written out what I want in 10 years and then broken down the steps and how to get there. So it still feels very far away and there's still a lot that I'm working on. And a lot of what I'm working on right now, is hopefully a building block that will get me to there. And right now is the run coaching and building a lot of digital um, plans and programs that people can go through on their own with the running myself together community as support.
0: Yeah. And... Yeah, that's, you know, we were talking a little bit before, um, you know, with the whole COVID thing, I'm sure your whole kind of business model has shifted a little bit with, you know, coaching people virtually versus in person. So like, how have you really taken this whole pandemic and used that as uh, kind of a, a catapult to, you know, push it into this whole digital 100% world? Like how, yeah. how, have, you, how have you, it sounds like you have done it. Like how have you yeah. successfully done that?
1: So actually, truthfully, my business has always been virtual. I've not coached anybody in person besides, you know, maybe running a race with a client or something like that. But primarily my coaching business has always been online. So it hasn't been too much of a shift for me. In fact, I've actually gotten more clients because people are home, people can't go to the gyms, people want accountability. So now is the time to work with a coach, a coach who can help you through all of that. I've also used the pandemic as a time. So what I noticed is the running myself together community loved when I would do live workouts online, just because I was like, Hey guys, you know, you can't go to the gym. Let me just other a, a body, body weight strength workout. We'll do it together. So it feels less alone. They actually loved that. And then I started, you know, building more of that in for my clients and they were loving it. So I just went and got, became a certified personal trainer and have been able to add that into my (laughs) my business model which has been really nice um because it just expands you know the capabilities of the business and if someone yeah just expands our offerings so um you know just trying to make lemonade over here with everything that's going on but um the shift to digital wasn't hard because we were already there yeah, already there. Nice.
0: You You, you kind of just mentioned that in passing. Yeah, I just went and got my personal I training know. license. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just a weekend activity.
1: <laughs> it was actually so hard. It was so hard. <laughs> I dreaded it because we had to take like quizzes every week. And I haven't been in school since we were in college. So, which is what? Years ago now. A long
0: time and, ago. <laughs>
1: yes. And I was like, wow, this is really hard. Also, I was an English major. I hardly took biology. This is because it's like you're learning all of like physiology and all of that stuff. And I was like, oh, I thought I was just going to like read a book and then <laughs> do a little test and I'd be good to go. But it was actually really hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have a couple personal trainer friends. And uh, yeah, yeah, you just kind of said it in passing. I'm like, I've heard the complete opposite <laughs> where it's pretty difficult to get that thing.
1: I know. It was not easy. It was not. When I passed, oh my gosh, I started screaming because I didn't think that that was going to happen, even though I told everybody I was taking it. So I was hoping <laughs> it was going to happen for, you know, lack of humility's sake, but no, all good. I'm glad I did it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just another accolade. Um, yeah. So you, you have a full-time job. Like how, how has your full-time job kind of helped you in this side hustle thing or has it?
1: immensely. So I do. It's just so beautiful that what I do at my day job can translate so well into this because I run the social media platforms for my company. I run our PR program. So I can take what I learned from my day job and bring it here into running myself together. Of course, not the same audience, not the same industry. So, you know, I have to shift a little bit, but I think it's, it's actually made me such it's made me so much more aware of the different ways you can use these platforms to, um, to market your business. So, um, I feel very blessed and I also don't feel, you know, I can, I can go right in from running myself together, work in the morning, straight into working without having to, to change, you know, the way my brain's functioning. Like I'm doing the same thing. So I can just jump right in and what I've learned from running myself together, I bring into work and vice versa. So it's, Oh, very blessed. <laughs> it's very yeah, nice.
0: yeah. No, that's awesome. I uh, so a little bit about me. The audience knows, but I started doing websites like seven, eight years ago on the side as I was in sales and IT, um, which are totally opposite. So it's it's yeah. still possible to kind of shift that side hustle from the full time and then kind of divvy out like your, your brain memory with just, just doing this during the morning and afternoons and then working on your full time, uh, during the day. But you, you know, it sounds like you're, you're luckily where you can, the principles are the same, you know, marketing and social media are the same. It just, it's a different brand.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, uh, all right, cool. So we'll, we'll get into a couple more questions for you, Maria, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up with the rapid fire round. How, so like everybody, everybody defines success a little differently. Like how do you define being successful?
1: Yeah. Um, thankfully you sent me this question before, so I had a little bit of time to think about it. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think about success in terms of numbers. I'm not really a numbers person anyways. So, but I think, you know, for me, what determines success is creating something for a group of people who need it. So maybe I will never have X number of followers on Instagram. Maybe I'll never have X number of revenue even. But if I'm serving a particular group of people with exactly what they need and they're giving me that feedback and it can be constructive, you know, criticism too that seems like success to me. And that's kind of how I operate. Now, of course, you have to have number goals if you want to thrive and grow. But from you know, a more intrinsic standpoint, that's what success is. If, I, if my company is providing actual value to a specific group of people, that's success.
0: And I'm sure your community has told you over and over again that what you're doing is valuable, <laughs> is helping, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure you get those DMs a lot because so you know good. you've you've posted a couple of them, and it, it's awesome to to get that. Like I understand that, but it seems like your your niche is is a lot more driven and you know fu- super follower base to you yeah.
1: itself. So and that's very transparent too. So I get a lot of messages, and you know when you're vulnerable people feel more comfortable to be vulnerable. So that's been a blessing that I've been vulnerable from the beginning um, and shared my story from the beginning. And so in doing that, then people come and are very vulnerable with me, which, you know, I think is just so, I mean, it's beautiful, right? It's beautiful that there is a community and a place where people can come and they can feel accepted enough to share that. And that's what I've always wanted. So yeah, that's success to me. That yeah. sounds great.
0: <laughs> yeah, and honestly not not many people open up like you do. Like I personally don't I, I don't know if I don't or I can't, but it's like especially on a social media platform like a couple, you know, a couple weeks ago I had a bad day and I made a story about it and I got so many people to say like, dude, what you're doing is awesome, like you're on the right track, like it's just yeah. a minor hiccup. And it's it's really awesome to get that kind of validation. Um so I I completely look up to you and you know, you're very vulnerable and you put yourself out there, which is very hard to do. Um, very hard to do.
1: And it's, um, it's not always easy. I definitely have to spend time making sure what I'm sharing. I'm, I'm, I don't still have healing to go through because I've, I've shared what I wasn't ready to share and that just causes more anxiety and more pain. And, um, Brene Brown calls it a vulnerability hangover and that's exactly, (laughs) Um, so I've had through trial and error to learn how to know when I'm ready to share something and I've also had to learn you know because I still struggle with anxiety so if I'm feeling anxious I don't post something that might have a reaction from others that would make me more anxious you know what I mean so it's just constantly checking yourself Um, but yeah in terms of I'm trying to give a piece. I'm trying to think of if I was someone wasn't open and vulnerable, but I want it to be what I would do. I think you, um, for that first blog post that I wrote, I had one person read it and I just put it out there, kind of just rip the off, put it out there. And then you see what kind of feedback you get, but you don't cling on to it too tightly. And then you just keep putting things out and putting things out, and putting things out. And people then get to know and understand that that's what your brand is. it, And they leave.
0: That's okay too. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I've always wanted a, I'm sure you, I'm sure you've kind of experienced this with social media. It's, it's so easy to just consume things versus produce. Um, So I would really like someone to invent a, like a con, like a production version of Instagram where there's no feed, there's no stories. You just hit record and then you just put it out. (laughs) Uh Um, I, I really, Facebook has an extension to disable the newsfeed, which, which I oh, love. Really? Um, but Instagram doesn't have it. And I'll be like, Oh crap. Like, uh, what did I, I came on here to say something and I forgot yeah. what it was already. Yeah.
1: I know. So, I do that all the time. Yeah. And it's, especially with all that's going on in the world. I, I honestly have been trying to spend less and less time on social media. And if I have something to share, it's already planned out and ready to go because it can just, it's just nasty on there right now. Yeah, it is. I don't want any part of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's so, so much negativity out there now. And yeah. it's, when, when I do find something that's positive, I'm like, oh, let me share this with everybody. Like everybody needs right. this right now.
1: Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's what we need. Otherwise yeah. you get stuck in the comments. I mean, it's embarrassing the number of times I've gotten stuck in comments and just reading what people <laughs> ask how I get who they are. And I'm like, oh, that's a good point. Oh, that's another good point. And they're duking it out, and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it's tough like, to do. <laughs> I just wasted 30 minutes yes. and I didn't get anything done.
1: <laughs> it's bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, another question for you What's the biggest failure in the past year for you?
1: Hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know if I would call it a failure because it's something I continuously get stuck in, but um, comparison. Comparison and imposter syndrome are for sure real things, and I definitely still fall into them all the time, even though I talk about them, honestly, um, with my following, but I noticed that when I do fall into them, it takes away from my peace that I have, and then when I'm not feeling at peace, I can't serve others as well. So. If I let myself fall into that, which sometimes I do, you know, like for example, if I'm feeling anxious and I get on social media, it can heighten that anxiety for me personally. So I need to know, I need to be self-aware and say, I'm feeling anxious right now. I'm going to delete my apps so that I can take care of whatever it is that's bothering me and then I can come back whole and ready to serve others. Um, so I guess I wouldn't call it a failure because something that I'm learning and working on. But there have definitely been times, especially with all that's going on in the world where you kind of fall into that, you kind of fall into, well, so-and-so's doing this and so-and-so's doing that. And where am I? Why am I not at this milestone yet? And that brings nobody peace, nobody. So yeah. I hope that and answers the, your question.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> does. It does. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that helps me with that, it's like everyone posts the highlight reel and I, I fall into that as well. It's like, you know, you only post the highlights, you know, okay. you're, you're not showing behind the scenes of like what it takes to get to that highlight.
1: Right. Right. Um, Which is,
0: I mean, that's just the state of social media and the internet right now. So it's just constantly recognizing and being self-aware enough to to realize that, Hey, you know, this, this person is on the beach right now. Like they might've had to work 60 hours last week to get there, but they don't, they don't show those 60 hours worth of work. They only show that beach picture on a Wednesday. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's very true.
0: All right, cool, Maria. Let's um, let's go ahead and jump into the rapid fire round, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this thing up. You ready?
1: Yeah. All right. So
0: let's go. everybody listening, Maria has no idea what's what's happening. Um, I do that on purpose just to get the most real and raw answers. Um, so <laughs> we'll just get into it. What is what is one thing not many people know about you, Maria? I
1: um, oh my, this is not rapid fire. So sorry. I can. But a lot of people know that cause that's my like fun fact. So yes, I can do the worm. <laughs>
0: if you had, <laughs> if you had an additional $10,000 handed you right now, where would you spend it in your business?
1: Oh, in my business, I'd hire an assistant immediately. Okay.
0: And then that assistant would handle what?
1: All of my emails, all of my DMS, <laughs> all of the little things that I get hung up on and I can't do the good work.
0: <laughs> the little filler task, right? Yes. Yes.
1: Nice. nice.
0: <laughs> uh, what is one thing you're excited about right now?
1: I am very excited to launch our intro to running plan.
0: You want to talk a little bit more about that?
1: Oh, sorry. I thought this had to be rapid fire. Oh no, um, you're fine. <laughs> I was like, let me see how fast I can talk. Um, yeah. So I am putting out a women's intro to running plan it is for the most basic, like you, you are, this is good for you it, that you could never run ever. Like running a mile sounds like a huge feat. By the end of it, you'll be able to run a mile for five minutes straight. We build you up to that. So not a mile in five minutes, but you get to, <laughs> up to five minutes and then you'll be able to run a mile without stopping towards the end of it.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, what is something
1: I didn't ask you, but should have? Um um so how you would have asked this question but it's something that I wanted to bring up um i guess the question would have been have you ever gone viral on instagram and up until last week i would have said no and now keep in mind that i like every post that i post has a purpose behind it <laughs> i have gone Thought deeply about it. Uh, there are a lot of times where I post stuff and then take it down because I'm like, no, I rush that a little too much, and not because of perfectionism, but because in vulnerability, you want to. I want to be sensitive to everything that's going on in the world. I created a reel on Instagram, which is this new feature, <laughs> and it went viral. And now. Now I'm dealing with a bunch of little trolls who come on to this because they see it because it went viral. I've never had to deal with trolls ever in my (laughs) life. Everyone is very sweet and kind in the little running myself together corner of the internet. So now I'm having to deal with all these trolls. I've like never, at first I was a little offended. And then I was like, I can't. There's too many of them. So I just had to block every single one of them. And I'm like, this is such a time suck. I wish this never happened. <laughs>
0: Welcome to so the internet, was, right?
1: I guess I, I, it was. It's been a shock to me, honestly. I keep telling people about it because I'm. I, I think you know I've kind of tried to harbor a place on the internet that's warm and friendly, even though we talk about deep things. But this side of the internet, I want no part of ever. I'm like, I'm just gonna take this thing down. This is <laughs> <laughs> so
0: nice. Um, what is one app on your phone that no one's heard about? Your favorite app on your phone no one's heard about.
1: Can I pull up my phone really quick? Sure. Um, I don't. Oh, gosh. This is going to be so embarrassing. But speaking of time sucks, I never play games ever. Like never on my phone, never play video games. But I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Always. Talk about this one game, and I know it's an ad, so they're getting paid to talk about it. But it's called Best Fiends, and I've I've been playing it like crazy. It just helps my mind to like come down. I don't have to think about much. You just have to try to get the little animals where they need to go. So probably no one who listens to this podcast <laughs> is for Best Fiends, but I've but, actually
0: heard of that one.
1: You have? Okay. From, from,
0: from the, I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts as well, so yeah. Yes, um, okay, so
1: it's all over the podcast.
0: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So y- you, you kind of understand what I'm about, like w- what kind of message I want to put out in, in, with this podcast and this community, like who aligns with that and who should I interview next?
1: Ooh, her name is April Sprints. She has been a tremendous mentor to, to me um, she started her own business. She coaches companies, especially on building generous cultures within their companies. And she's just, I mean, she has helped me just skyrocket this little thing. So absolutely interview her and I can send you her contact information.
0: Perfect. Perfect. All right, Maria. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, one, one last um, question. Where, where can people find more about where you're at and uh, kind of give you a follow-up?
1: Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram, Running Myself Together, Facebook, Running Myself Together. And then you can head over to the website, which is www.runningmyselftogether.com.
0: Nice. Thanks for coming on, Maria.
1: Thanks, Caleb.
0: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Maria Abbey, a uh, creator of Running Myself Together, where she has built this great community of Christian women that uh, brings awareness around mental health. Uh, and then the, the, the running piece is the... Uh, kind of the coping mechanism that that she's created, uh, in this community. So go give her a follow running myself together, uh, on any social platform and then also her website. Um, yeah, thanks for listening and, uh, see you in the next episode. Cue the outro.